This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, everybody, to the flagship podcast. I am Chip Brown, joined, as usual, by our fearless leader at Horns 24-7, the managing editor, Taylor Estes. Taylor, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine, Chip. How about you? Well, it's it's been an interesting week, to say the least. Uh, we had the flagship Reacts podcast on, uh, on the weekend regarding the Texas-Iowa State game, the loss that the Longhorns suffered uh, 23-20 to against the Cyclones. And since then, we've had nothing but speculation about Tom Herman and his future. And we've had players, captains actually, opting out of the final two games of the season. Sam Cosme, who started 35 straight games, either at right tackle or left tackle for Texas, announced he was opting out to prepare for the NFL draft. And that was followed by Caden Stearns, Another captain, safety, opting out, he said, because he is preparing to enter the NFL draft as well. So, uh, lots going on with, uh, with the Texas Longhorns. Oh, and by the way, they have to go to Manhattan, Kansas this week on Saturday. Another 11 a.m. kickoff, Taylor. These are not going well for Texas. They are 1-3 in, in 11 a.m. kickoffs this year. They won against West Virginia, lost to TCU and Oklahoma, and of course, Iowa State. And Kansas State is getting back their two interior linebackers who they've played without the last two games, uh, including a 45-0 loss to Iowa State, and then last week's heartbreaker where they lead the entire game, Kansas State, in Waco against Baylor, and then Charlie Brewer pulls off some magic and Baylor ends up driving to a 30-yard game-winning field goal on the last play of the game. Baylor wins 32-31, so K-State has actually lost four in a row. And Texas is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. And I guess my first question to you, Taylor, is, you know, with all these developments this week, the uncertainty around Tom Herman, uh, all the speculation about Urban Meyer, his former boss at Ohio State, possibly being his replacement at Texas and two captains opting out the mindset of this team. We heard about it from Sam Ellinger. All he would say today was, it's been an interesting year, which felt like code for what a mess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is not an ideal situation for Tom Herman or Texas football. And, you know, the optics chip, I think, surround, you know, sometimes perception becomes reality. And the optics around the University of Texas football program right now are not positive. I mean, when you have two captains opting out 
I think a lot of people can understand a little bit for Sam Cosme. You know, he has early, you know, mock drafts for the 2021 NFL drafts have him in the first round, many of them, uh, if not the majority of them do. So that's a little bit understandable. I mean, you know, why risk potentially millions and millions of dollars that you can um, make in just a couple of months by playing in two games that now no longer really matter in a bowl game that's probably going to be a mediocre at best bowl game. Um, Yeah, I mean, but the fact that Caden Stearns opted out is also a very, very negative sign for Tom Herman. I mean, we've We've talked all along about if this team is together, if the locker room is together. This has been a this has been a topic of conversation all season long, and it actually started before the season. You know, with the the situation surrounding the um, eyes of Texas. You know, the players not wanting to participate. That came about in the summertime. It reared its head, obviously, in the football season too. And the questions have been: Does Tom Herman have control of the locker room? I think some people thought when Texas was winning, you know, maybe maybe this was just a negative, you know, kind of hiccup or bump in the road. And then they came together and we're going to try to play for a Big 12 title. But then they lose that game. And then two captains opt out, including one that, I mean, maybe maybe I'm off here, but I don't see Caden Stearns getting drafted in the first three rounds, probably um, at this point for, you know, he had that really good breakout true freshman year, but he's been... He hasn't really gotten better since his true freshman season, in my opinion. And so that doesn't look good at all. And so I think now the questions are about this team's given up, I think. And I think it's a fair question. I really think this team's given up on Tom Herman. I don't think that they're going to play for him. And so I'm wondering what Vegas is seeing uh, putting Texas as a nine and a half point favorite on the road in Manhattan, a place that has not been very friendly to Texas. Um, The Longhorns only winning one of the road games since 2002 there. I mean, this is just this is just a perfect storm for disaster, in my opinion, Chip. I mean, what's your take on it? Yeah, it it's not good. Um, and considering Texas has only won once in Manhattan since 2002, I think that's uh, one in their last six mm-hmm. appearances there. This has always been a tough place for Texas, whether they've been the favorite or the underdog, and and. Kudos to Tom Herman. The one win was 2018 when Texas got out of there with a 19-14 victory where I think they were up 19-0 and then held on for that 19-14 win. But I I agree. I mean, it, it's a it's we we heard rumblings that there might be more uh, players opting out than just Cosme and Stearns. And if players are thinking along those lines, then that's not good. And they, they, to, to the team's credit, to Tom Herman's credit, they played hard. They played hard through the, the three game winning streak. They, heck, they had a 10 point lead midway through the third quarter against Iowa State. And it wasn't until the, the fourth down decisions that went south on Tom Herman that Iowa State was able to crawl back into that game. The, the fake punt in late in the third quarter, the decision not to kick a 30-yard field goal to go up seven midway through the fourth quarter. We talked about that in the flagship Reacts podcast. Make sure you check that out. Um, but it does feel like this, this, uh, this could be a tough week for a, from a focus standpoint for the Texas Longhorns. And, and we're minute by minute over at Horns 24-7 um, you know, monitoring the 
the situation with with the future of Tom Herman and and could it be Urban Meyer possibly coming in to replace him and and so you know if if that news starts to heat up even more before Saturday at 11 a.m., it will be even more of a distraction. Um, now, Sam Ellinger uh, and Tiquan Graham did speak to us today, and Ellinger said, I'm looking forward to going and, and being with my teammates. There is some doubt about whether the Kansas game would actually get played on, on December 12th, so this could be the last game of the season for the, for the Texas regular season for the Texas Longhorns. We'll see, but um, players saying the right things right now, but I don't know, Taylor, it's pretty cold right now. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's, it's usually a little colder in Manhattan. Oh yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think, Chip, one thing to also consider here, we've, you know, it's great that Tom Herman was the first coach to win on the road since 2002, but they, that was a win against a K-State team that won what three and six in big 12 play finished five and seven, didn't make a bowl game. So, and you know, it's kind of funny because I feel like that game, you know, the way that they won that game is kind of the way that Texas games have just played under Tom Herman. This has been a situation with uh, him as a head coach where these teams, they just don't seem to really do their job a lot of times. And I think we saw that against Iowa State. And I, now I don't blame the team for the Iowa State loss. I 100% that's on Tom Herman, the coaching staff, those the fourth down decisions that were so costly for Texas and, you know, costly for Tom Herman's job. But you're right. This is not this is this is a, not a good situation in the slightest you know, all of this, the headlines surrounding this, this game are going to be about Tom Herman's future. It's not going to be about Texas possibly playing its last game. No, it could be Tom Herman possibly coaching one of his last regular season's games at the University of Texas after four years when he entered the season with one of the more talented and experienced teams, not just in Big 12, but in college football um, in 2020. You know, they haven't had the COVID hiccups that he likes to point to as excuses, uh, you know, being as a reason why the team hasn't played very well. They don't have those reasons. They don't. And now, even more so, they have questioned, you know, the, the players opting out. That's that's the issue. We can't blame COVID, Tom. You can't blame the pandemic, Tom. That has not impacted your team. Your coaching has impacted your team. Your mistakes have impacted this team. And that changed the the course of the season made made it to where Texas will not play for a Big 12 title and and that's solely on his shoulders. So when you have those type of optics surrounding the head coach, it's obviously going to trickle down into the locker room. I mean, you could be the toughest most together team ever, but if you're constantly asking questions or be having to answer questions about if your coach is going to be there or are you going to opt out like your your fellow captains like Sam Ellinger was asked on Tuesday, you know, those are those are distracting scenarios and they're avoidable scenarios but with Tom Herman leading this Texas football program they haven't been avoidable and it's just kind of been you know hiccup after hiccup drama after drama and 2020 has just been kind of the summation of it all coming together and crashing down on him I want to ask you Chip I mean is he on borrowed time in your opinion I mean it it basically what you have right now is um you know it's kind of up to Urban Meyer I mean, I think if uh, if you poured truth serum into the 
the power brokers at Texas who are ultimately going to make this decision, um, they have indicated to Urban Meyer that they have interest and they're waiting on Urban Meyer to to reciprocate. And and if Urban Meyer says, I'm in, then I think a deal gets made and I think it comes together pretty quickly. Obviously, Urban Meyer is not coaching right now. He's got a uh, Fox television college football analyst gig, that big noon kickoff show, which their last episode is December 19th. I'm sure they would love the ratings of having an Urban Meyer on that uh, episode, even on the 12th as the, you know, incoming Texas coach. Um, you know, I don't think anything would get held up other than Urban Meyer deciding maybe he doesn't want to get back into coaching. He did last year. He did want to get back in. Uh, he waited for something to materialize at USC. It did not happen. And I've reported it horns 24 seven, according to a source close to Meyer that he would, he's, he's told people in his inner circle, the jobs he would come back for are Texas, USC and Notre Dame. Well, here's Texas. So um, obviously there's a lot going on. Urban Meyer's wife, Shelly has been very concerned about the arachnoid cyst on uh, Urban Meyer's brain lining, which has caused um, him to black out at times. Uh, intense headaches brought on by stress. And that is real. And that's a factor. He's 56 years old. He's got a cushy job. Uh, what kind of staff can he pull together? Uh, would he go get his strength coach from Ohio State who was with him at Florida? And, and all of that. So right now, it feels like we're waiting on, on Urban Meyer. And if Urban Meyer says, hey, I'm in, then I think this moves pretty quickly. And it's, you know, we have our answer. If Urban Meyer uh, does not want to get back in to coaching, then it takes a big left turn for Chris Del Conte and for Jay Hartzell and, and their search for a replacement for Tom Herman. So, um, I mean, I think there's very much a sense of you don't let go of your guy until you have the next guy. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot going on right now behind the scenes. And uh, that's another reason to make sure you're over at Horn's 247.com uh, because we are um, you know going to keep you posted up to the minute over there and um, you know and obviously have game coverage for you with Texas and, and Kansas State Taylor I just checked the weather it is supposed to be 52 degrees in Manhattan on Saturday afternoon so that's not terrible no yeah <laughs> it, we've seen snow and and much worse weather. Uh, even in late November in Manhattan, Kansas. So this is, the, you'll take 52 degrees and sunny. Yeah, but I have also seen firsthand on field level Texas uh, get shut out by Kansas State 
in Manhattan at an 11 a.m. kickoff too. <laughs> so I feel like some of the negatives, a lot of times we're going to overcome that because of how poorly they have played, you know, against the Wildcats in Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if the weather's a little bit better, I guess that's doesn't hurt Texas, but I'm, I don't think that really helps. I mean, do you? No. <laughs> At this point, I think uh, Texas is going to need uh, a superhuman effort from Sam Ellinger and Joseph Osai to to probably pull out the win in this game. I this this could be a tough game for Texas. Let me let me ask you this, Taylor, before we get into do you care? <laughs> Urban Meyer as the head coach at the University of Texas. You attended the University of Texas. I am a college football junkie. I don't think there's any doubt that Urban Meyer is is one of the top two coaches of his generation with Nick Saban. Um, three national championships, two at Florida, one at Ohio State, and his teams win, and they win big, and they win consistently. Is, is that the right fit for Texas for right now? I mean, I think at this point, you know, what Texas football needs is to get back into consistently – not just winning, but dominating. And that's what Urban Meyer's teams have done. And I've, I've, you know, said a number of times, and it probably bothers Texas fans a little bit that I, that I make this comparison, but I feel that at this point, you know, Texas got rid of a legendary coach in Mac Brown, and then they hired an inexperienced head coach in Charlie Strong who hadn't coached at the Power Five level. That didn't work out. Then they hired an even less experienced head coach, not in the power five level, and Tom Herman. That isn't working out. I think the Longhorns need to almost take a page out of Texas A&M's playbook and go, we're going to just throw the bank at the biggest name coach that we can get, and you got to write it out. So I think if Texas fans want Urban Meyer to come in, they need to realize that they're going to ride it out throughout his whole contract because this constant change is never going to be a positive. You know, these aren't, these aren't coaches that are leaving for better opportunities. These are coaches that are getting fired at the University of Texas. And so that shows what is happening inside the football program. But, you know, constant change is also not a positive, especially when you're dealing with 18 to 22-year-old kids. I mean, yes, they're adults, but still they're kids. I mean, I didn't, you, you think you know everything when you're 18 years old, but you don't know Jack, you know? I mean, let's be honest, you really, I still don't know Jack half the time. So, and I'm, you know, my 30s. So I think that, I do think that the Longhorns, if they're going to go in this direction, they're going to go after, you know, one of the best coach or one of the coaches who will go down as some, one of the best in the sport, then you can't, you can't, you can't expect, number one, you can't expect it to work right away because Urban's going to have to rebuild a little bit. Um, and depending on what players come back and what players stay, that's going to be impactful. Now, I think he is a big enough name for a coach where some of these guys may consider staying to play for him, even if they're, you know, wavering. Because I know that Tom Herman, has, you know, he's never been the player's coach. He's never been – it's not like a Charlie Strong situation where the players loved him. I think that if you got the majority of the Texas football team off the record to talk to you, I think that they would say the absolute opposite about Tom Herman based on all of the conversations that I've had with former players, current players, parents of players, uh, former coaches, current co I mean, just, you know, the list goes on. He's just not the most uh, likable person. So I do think that the, you know, you're going to get a tough coach in Urban Meyer, but he's proven himself. Where Tom Herman came in 
being this tough coach, learned under Urban Meyer, but he hadn't proven himself. What did he win? A big bowl game? Okay, cool. Way right. to go. You know, right. I mean, as a head coach, good job. You know, that's probably what is expected of you if you're a head coach and you're worth anything. So I think that I do think that if the Longhorns are, are going to make a change, this is the type of hire that they need to go for. But they also, the fan base needs to, I know people don't want to hear this, but you're going to have to learn to be patient a little bit because I don't know if it's going to change overnight. But if you give Urban Meyer time, I think that he could truly be the coach that brings Texas football back. Yeah. What, what I mean, about you? Yeah, I mean, I think Urban Meyer has shown that his formula works and he he not only builds a winner, he sends guys to the NFL. He's a great recruiter. He typically surrounds himself with great recruiters and he's got charisma. And so is he tough? Yeah, he's tough. He's tough. Just like Bill Belichick is tough. And to some degree, I feel like Tom Herman left Urban Meyer's side and and felt like he had the urban formula without the urban skins on the wall. Maybe one of the worst things to happen to Tom Herman was that early success at Houston where he inherited the eight and five team from Tony Levine and ended up going 13 and one, beat Florida State in the Peach Bowl and became the hottest guy going. I mean, you can't you can't uh, t get uh, any hotter than going 13 and one in your first year as a head coach. But uh, Urban Meyer is look, if, if his heart is in it and his he's all in, then you're getting a guy who's 56 years old, who who's, you know, on that Fox kickoff show, he's, he sure still sounds like he's got some fire in there. And, and he, as I said, he, typically surrounds himself with, with, you know, top of the line coaches. I mean, Dan Mullen's part of his tree. Um, obviously he's, you know, had, um, Tom Herman, um, who helped him win that national championship. And that leads us to, um, to Chris Ash, you know, former defensive coordinator under urban Meyer, uh, in 2014 and 2015, uh, they won that national championship in, in 2014. Uh, Stan Drayton has coached under Urban Meyer, who's currently on the Texas staff, and and Mike Yursich was at Ohio State under Ryan Day last year, right after Urban left. But um, obviously, Urban Meyer and Ryan Day are incredibly close. If Ryan Day, you know, signs off on Mike Yursich, could Urban Meyer retain some of these coaches? if he decides to get back into the game. So, um, you know, if, if it's not Urban Meyer, that's where things get interesting, Taylor. And I don't, I think the drop-off is considerable. I mean, unless you're willing to wait it out, and this is where it gets rough, because um, we know that when you can't let go of a guy and quickly hire the next guy, that things can can go sideways and you know i've heard that brian brian kelly at notre dame would listen because of the restrictions at notre dame and but notre dame looks like a college football playoff team you you could be waiting into to january um well into january on a situation like that if you're going to spend a fortune 
and you're you're going to spend because you're going. It's going to cost you about twenty five million to uh, buy out the Herman staff with the assistant coaches. Could be less if some of the assistant coaches stay on, but it's if you're going to break the bank, then go after the guy if you're Chris Del Conte that you absolutely love. I mean, if that's if that's Dan Mullen or or whoever uh, who just you know, got going there at Florida and has a six year deal with a buyout and all that, then, you know, that, that could drag out. And, and that's not what Texas wants. They don't want that. They would like to be able to uh, move quickly, kind of like they did when they let go of Charlie Strong and hired Tom Herman, just get going and not get into a protracted situation where uh, it drags out and, and it turns into, um, you know, a, a raise, get every coach a raise tour. Yeah. Uh, in whenever Texas goes looking for a coach, so it, uh, you know, the names out there: uh, Steve Sarkeesian, uh, Mario Cristobal. You know, that's. I don't know those. You know, Brian Kelly, I think is impressive. Dan Mullen is impressive. Even Matt Campbell, although I don't know that Matt Campbell. Um, you know, he turned down the New York Jets a couple of years ago. So Matt Campbell's an interesting guy. He might be more Bill Snyder uh, than, than a climber. You know, I know he right. has told his bosses at Iowa State he would go to Ohio State or Notre Dame. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good time to be at Horns247.com right now because this is, you know, these are big moments in history. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it, Chip. And, and you've been – you know, um, on top of this, since it started, you've, how many coaching searches have you covered now? <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is a very it's familiar. John Makovic. Um, yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll take some people back to the early 90s. Oh, for sure. So this is familiar territory for you, for sure. And uh, as Chip mentioned, you definitely want to be a Horns 24-7 member so you stay in the know on all of the latest Texas news now, Chip, let's continue this conversation after we take a quick break, but you definitely want to stick around because we're going to come back with everybody's favorite segment, Love It or Leave It, after a short break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chip, you ready for some love it or leave it? I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? I am ready. All right, Chip. Well, we opened the show talking about the players opting out. So I think it's fair to open love it or leave it with this. So here's my first posed uh, statement for you. Love it or leave it. You don't blame Sam Cosme and Caden Stearns for opting out early. Um, 
this is kind of a mixed bag for me. Um, I, I'm going to love it on Sam Cosme, and I'm going to leave it on Caden Stearns. Sam Cosme, as you mentioned, Taylor, he's got some you know, first and second round projections. That's, that's big money. And to risk injury at this point, I mean, look, there were kids, really talented players who opted out of the entire season um, at other schools and were not a part of, of any of it. And Sam Cosme hung in there. He was giving it his all through the, through the uh, Big 12 title chase. And then once Texas was eliminated, he's saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a break from all the nasal swabs and, and, and the possibility of getting injured and just prepare for the NFL draft. I, I get that. For Caden Stearns, I just feel like he wasn't having fun at any point this season. And I don't know what was going on or why he kind of leveled off. And we didn't see the playmaking and the fire that we saw from his freshman year. He's a talented guy. He led the team in tackles against Iowa State. But it doesn't seem like he's been having fun. And maybe that is more than just him. Maybe it's other players, too, haven't been having fun. They've played hard. Mm-hmm. But they haven't been having fun, and that that fun factor takes you over the top. That's when you that's when you get the best performances out of a team. So I don't know what's going on with Caden Stearns. There may be other things going on. I was a little surprised to hear him say that he was going to declare for the NFL draft because I don't feel like his film is is that great. And I've had NFL scouts say. I wouldn't come out if I were him, but maybe he's just ready. And we saw Deshaun Elliott decide to to forego his last year of eligibility, got drafted in the fifth round, but believed in his talents. Now he's starter. Now he's a starter for the Baltimore Ravens. So sometimes you're, you've just had enough of college football and you're ready, no matter where you're drafted, to go put it on the line and and try to earn a check doing it. So... Um, but a little surprising for me from from Caden Stearns, more so from Caden than from from Cosme. How about you, Taylor? I, I'm going to agree exactly how you. I, I love it for Sam Cosme, and I would leave it for Caden Stearns um, for the same reasons as you'd mentioned about Sam Cosme and as I talked about earlier in the show too. But with Caden Stearns, you know, Chip, from everything I've heard, it's kind of interesting. Okay, so think, think about this. So you bring up Deshaun Elliott. Every single one of the players that submitted the, um, you know, their names and their film to the NFL College Advisory Committee in Tom Herman's first season, everyone that stuck around to get their responses back were told to return to school, but none of them listened. Lil Jordan Humphrey was told to return to school. He didn't listen. Now, I think that Caden Stearns would be told to return to school. He's not even going to allow that that opportunity to play out, which I thought was surprising. I, I thought he may transfer more. So I'm not sure if it's the players are getting tired of college football. I think the players might be tired of Tom Herman because this never ha- this didn't happen before. It didn't at Texas. And so, you know, I really think that this is a, a um, not a very glowing reference of him as a head coach, that this continues to happen under his watch and he can't get these guys to stick around. Now they can't even get them to stick around for a whole season. I think, you know, from what I have heard from several different sources, Caden Stearns doesn't 
he's had a problem with the um, with Tom Herman for a while. He hasn't been happy at the University of Texas. So I was more, I agree with you. I was surprised that he said he was going to prepare for the NFL draft. I thought he would transfer personally. Um, I wasn't necessarily surprised that he would leave the program after this season, but I thought that he would leave to go play at another school. So, um, but again, you know, it's, it's not, and maybe there's other things going on behind the scenes. You know, you never really know, but I, I trust the people I've talked to about Caden Stearns. And I, I was more surprised that he was going the NFL draft route than just transferring. Cause I for sure thought he would transfer more so than that. But you know, he may have some people telling him other things. We'll, we'll see when the draft time, time comes around. It's just, it's going to be hard to expect him to be a high, you know, first, second or third round draft pick just because as you said, like, I, I don't see it on film. You know, I don't, I don't see it. Um, he, I just haven't seen a ton of progression since his true freshman season. And I, last year, you know, he played through injury. He missed some games and stuff because of injuries that he was battling. So that was a little bit different, but I agree this year, you haven't really seen the fire that, you know, the wolf of DKR, like they called him. You haven't really seen that this season. Um, so I think maybe it's just a happiness issue, but as you always say, happiness is a choice. So That's right. That's right. <laughs> You got to try and, and uh, bring your own happiness to the party, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chip. So my second one for you is love it or leave it. Motivation will be a factor in Manhattan, Kansas. Um, yeah, I'm going to love this. And um, it, it there's just so much going on. And this team felt like it was holding it together and, you know, sort of on a on a shoestring. Now I could be dead wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the team is, is all kinds of fired up. And I don't know about Tom Herman saying that, you know, they're playing for a 700 winning percentage. I don't think that means anything to the players. Um, the average is a good thing. Right. And this is, this is a team that has, they were playing for each other mm-hmm. in, in their attempt to, to keep the drive to the big 12 championship alive. And, and, I hope that the the players getting on the plane for this game are are still in that mindset. It's not been an easy year. All the COVID testing, three tests a week, the nasal swabs, the the having to stay in in their apartments, and it look it's been a big sacrifice to pull off this football season. And so I give credit to every single player who was a part of it, and I don't blame them in some ways. Uh, if, if they kind of feel like, you know what, it's, it's just not happening Mm -hmm. there that, you know, my man, John Brown, Mr. Universe, who has three, five-star wide receiver sons says the default of the human being is to be lazy. You know, you have to have someone spurring you along to not be lazy. And, and so that's, that's the question are, is this team having fun? Can they have fun? Because I, I don't think they've had a lot of fun under Tom Herman. They, they, I think they did when Del Conte got here in, in December of, of 17. And, and he told Herman, hey, these kids need to have some fun at this bowl game. And then they went and won it. In 2018, they seemed to be having fun. And then in 2019, it, it didn't seem to go that way and then this year obviously the the bad start and and then having to climb uphill so 
and then you throw in the fact that K-State defensively, they're they're pretty tough and they've had to play the last couple of games without their their two best linebackers, um, Elijah Sullivan and and Justin Hughes. And those two players are expected back. That's their their number two and number four tackler on the team. And they've been without those guys the last two games because of COVID-19 issues. So getting those two players back should be a big boost to K-State. And and so I think this is a – I certainly would pick K-State to cover in this game. They don't have much offense, Taylor. That's the thing. I mean, Will Howard, God bless him, freshman quarterback – once Skylar Thompson went down, they went with Will Howard and 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 are you know we're living with the growing pains. Well, heck, they got off to a four and zero start, and then it it got away from them, and and now they've lost four in a row. They've had a lot of COVID nineteen issues. They've had injuries, obviously Skylar Thompson. Then Will Howard went down briefly. They brought in uh, the junior college transfer Nick Ast. And now they're back to Will Howard, who's really been struggling to throw the ball. So I can see Texas winning this game. I don't see him covering. Yeah. I, but I I'm, yeah, I'm going to love the, you know, the, there could be a struggle for motivation here. How about you? I agree. I think, you know, it's, it would be difficult to be motivated for this game. I mean, put yourself in these kids shoes, as you mentioned, everything. It's been a tough year for these guys. I mean, I'll tell you a funny story. My husband <laughs> got a COVID test because this was a several um, months ago because he was around somebody that had later tested positive. So he went and got a test and he called me afterwards and he goes, oh my gosh, if that is what these college football players have to do three times a week, I would say uh, bleep playing college football is what he essentially said because it's, you know, it's not, there's, Nothing fun about that. And so the fact that there was something for these guys to play for, you know, there was a Big 12 title on the line still. They still could fight their way in for that. So I would imagine that made that type of, you know, the the off-field stuff that they've been having to deal with, with all of the COVID testing, with, you know, um, even when you're on the road, they can't have like team meals together. I mean, it's just been a really odd uh, season but now without the title on the line, I mean, yeah, I, I don't necessarily blame them for not being too motivated to go play football in Manhattan, Kansas, in a place that the program has historically just not performed very well for. And then, you know, possibly lose and get embarrassed even more. Yeah, I think I for sure think that motivation is going to be an issue. And I hope I, I agree with you. I hope it's not, you know, because I, I feel bad for Sam Ellinger. You know, I, I covered the Iowa State game from the stadium for horns 24 seven, because we only uh, with the limited, you know, press box seating capacity, we've all had to rotate our credential this season instead of having chip Jeff and me at every single game. It's just been one of us. And, you know, Sam Ellinger was the first player off the field after the eyes of Texas and he didn't take his helmet off. He left it on and it kind of broke your heart a little bit for him. Cause you know, that kid has fought and wanted to do everything he possibly could to bring a big 12 title back to the university of Texas for the first time in more than a decade. And he couldn't get it done on his own, obviously. And that's not on him at all. But, um, you know, I, I do hope that motivation isn't an issue because I hope for guys like Sam, that some of the players come together and rally around him 
just to, you know, as an appreciation, if anything, for what he has done for the university. But I would be lying if I said that I would be like, oh, yeah, they're totally going to come out guns blazing, fire in their eye, ready to go. I don't I just don't see that being the case either. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got one more. One more here. All right. Chip, love it or leave it. We should have more clarity on the UT head coaching situation by the end of the week. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love this um, grudgingly because I can't predict the future. But I get the sense that um, that Urban Meyer is going to have a, a, a yes or a no for Texas um, by the end of the week. And so we could have clarity on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should leave this because, um, I mean, if, if he says yes, we have total clarity. Mm-hmm. If he says no, then we're back. It's a... a a decision that that Chris Del Conte and Jay Hartz will have to make. Do you bring back Tom Herman or do you proceed with a coaching search and see what you end up with? And that's, again, not what Texas um, would want. They, they, you know, you don't want to get out there and just be fishing uh, on a decision like this when there's this big of a buyout. And, and then if you're looking at hiring a sitting coach, you're, probably looking at a buyout on that end as well. Now, money, I've been told, is not an issue. The donors are ready. They have their, their checkbooks out. They will, they will pay this bill. And, and that says a lot uh, in a pandemic and after Chris Del Conte has already hit him up for a bunch of money for the South End Zone project. And, and I've been told that that money is, is still coming in and that everything's moving along uh, on schedule. And I think they're 30 million short of the fundraising goal for the South end zone. Um, but they feel like they'll get there certainly by the time that project um, is completed in August of next year. So I, I'll, I'll love it because I do think we're getting close to a decision from Urban Meyer. Again, if he says yes, then I think Texas has their guy, their new guy. And if he says no, then we, we we're off the grid. And that's, that's not where, um, that's not where Texas wants to be in this situation, Taylor. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to, I'm going to love it too. Um, and I, for the same thing, but I also kind of feel, and this is not, this is more of a gut feeling, but you know, when, when Mac Brown, left the University of Texas, he was, you know, him and his family were publicly saying he didn't care to get back into the coaching game. However, Chip, you and I heard behind the scenes constantly, Mac was trying to get his name in the mix for a lot of the job openings. And I kind of feel it's a similar situation with Urban Meyer right now. Because, um, you know, I know his, uh, his wife, Shelly has, I've seen, you know, Texas fans are following her Twitter, like, like Hawks basically just like, and so there've been several of her tweets posted on our message board. And there was one that, you know, somebody said something about urban, like, or something about like him wanting to be back in the coaching. And she tweeted something like, no, or it was just like kind of a vague, you know, basically trying to shut it down. But we've seen this before. I think urban Meyer does want to get back into coaching. If he didn't, 
why I, he didn't, it's not like he has to work, you know, and the same thing with Mac Brown. Mac Brown didn't have to work after the University of Texas. However, he got into college football of some sort by going into the broadcast commentary part of the, you know, of college football. And that's exactly what Urban Meyer has done. And now Mac Brown is the head coach at North Carolina. So I do believe that Urban Meyer wants to be back in the coaching game. And the University of Texas is the place that you would be a good place for him because he's going to get the money. He's going to get the support. And I do believe that he will get the time this time around because, you know, who's going to fire a coach after three years who has three national championships at two different programs? Like, Like that would just be a terrible, terrible decision. That would be make me question the powers that be at Texas if that were to ever come out. And I just don't think that's going to be the case. So I'm going to love it and say that that we will get more clarity. And I, I would be shocked if it's, if Urban Meyer were to turn it down. Yeah, that would be, that would be a stunner. Um, there are people out there who think he is going to turn it down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, observers, industry observers, but no one, no one close to Meyer that I think has heard from Urban Meyer. And if, if Urban Meyer had made that decision, we would know it by now. So um, it, it appears to, you know, be still up in the air, as we say, as we record on uh, Tuesday of this week. All right. So with that, we will tell you, get over to Horns 24-7 and keep hitting refresh. And, um, and you know, this is, this is what this time and, and these events are all about. And, um, and then be listening to our, our flagship podcast preview when we will talk to um, our man Fitzy, uh, Tim Fitzgerald, the publisher of GoPowerCat.com to get all the latest intel on the K-State Wildcats. Again, Texas and K-State kicking it off at 11 a.m. on Saturday in Manhattan. Until next time, for Taylor Estes, I am Chip Brown. Thanks for listening to the flagship podcast and stay safe and keep the faith. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday, after the Equalizer, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.